We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Uh, it's up, everybody. <laughs> I had someone ask recently, they said, y'all were wearing the same clothes through the last couple, and we do record several at a time. Yeah. But since then, we've had a lot of things come in, which is great. It I've means- changed my clothes. He changed his clothes since the last recording, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify there. Uh, But one of the new questions that's come in is what we're going to cover this week. But before we get to that, I always want to encourage everybody, keep sending those questions in. Sometimes we respond back directly through email. Uh, Sometimes we do a video. Uh, But keep watching, sharing those videos. And as always, we are on podcast as well. Currently on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, so they can download them and listen to them on the drive. We're trying to get on Spotify. Okay. Do you know what Spotify is? My Alexa says um, there's music on Spotify. That's close enough. We'll take that answer. All right. So on to the question of the week. Here we go. What scriptures teach that man has an immortal soul? Okay. Um, I think we touched on this in our last video where we pointed out in Genesis 2-7 that God formed the man from the mm-hmm. dust of the ground and man became a living soul. The word soul right. there is nephish, which just means a living creature, a living, breathing thing, mm-hmm. and that the animals have souls. Yeah. Um, the, the word uh, for what the questioner, I think, means by the soul is the eternal part of man, the immortal yeah. part of man. And sometimes, especially in the New Testament, um, the word soul has reference to the eternal part of man. More consistently, the word spirit mm-hmm. has reference to the eternal part of man. In Ecclesiastic, excuse me, Ezekiel 18, okay. verse 4, uh, God says, Behold, all souls belong to me, the soul of the Father and the soul of the Son, the soul that sins it shall die. Now, here he speaks of a person, Mm -hmm. and the person, the soul that sins, is the soul that chooses to go against the will of God. Well, that's obviously the choosing mental, spiritual part of a man, see? Yeah. So that has reference to um, the part of us that is able to sin and is responsible toward God. And um, <clears throat> he he shows in that passage in Ezekiel that sometimes a father is a good, godly person that chooses to do right, and then the son turns out to be an ungodly person because mm-hmm. of his individual choice, and then the grandson turns around to to do like the grandfather and choose to live a godly life. Yeah. And the 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 basic idea in that passage is that we are choosing volitional beings, meaning mm. that we have free will. 
Yeah. See? So I'm not avoiding the question. I'm getting to the question. Yeah. A soul is the same as a person is the same as our mind. Okay. See? So it's and that be- is the eternal part of us. It's the beyond just two beings get together, have a second being that's going to be that makeup and DNA and biology. It's, it's beyond biology. Yeah. It's mind versus matter, and it is that mind that chooses and is responsible. Okay. Some people have asked, what is the soul? And to my understanding, if I understand this correct from the whole Bible, the Mm. soul is made up of basically three parts. And Hmm. the first part, the center, the core, the nucleus of the soul is the will. Because it is with the will that we choose and we are held uh, accountable for our choices. If you picture the will as the nucleus, then spinning around the outside of the will, we have the intellect, which is also part of the mind, and we have the emotions, which are also part of the Hmm. mind. What the intellect is doing is taking information and trying to persuade the will to make choices. What the emotions are doing is is taking feelings and by those feelings of anger or lust or resentment or whatever they are trying to influence the will to make decisions but hmm. it's finally finally the will yeah that takes all the intellectual information and the emotion the feeling and makes a decision and it is for that decision that choice yeah that the person or the immortal soul hmm. is responsible to God. So, so so the choosing personhood is the soul. That is the soul. The kind of that's the individuality between people. Yes. That's your soul. And it is what's sometimes called the self. Okay. For for example, um in Luke chapter 12 we have the story of the rich fool. Mhm. And he is selfish, and he uh, makes more crops than he could store. His barns are all full. And if you go down here to Luke 12 and verse um, 16, he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. And he thought to himself, um, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. So his intellect proposed a situation and a choice and then Mm -hmm. he said to himself in the king james he said to his soul soul you know but Mm. but he said to himself this is what i will do see that's Mm -hmm. when he made a choice right so instead of choosing to help other people with the excess or to be kind to somebody or whatever he said i'll just build bigger barns and store up all my goods verse 19 and i will say to myself King James, I will say to my soul. Yeah, ESV uh, says soul as well. Uh-huh. You have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. In other words, mm. I'm just going to think about myself. But he's talking to himself about making these choices. Yeah, and it's <clears throat> interesting that these are like Jesus is using these words. Uh-huh. So he's not just throwing around a phrase. He's very careful about the words he's using in this teaching. Yes, and so... <clears throat> This person is making choices to be mm. selfish and not consider others. Yeah. And God calls him a fool. This night, this night, your life will be required of you. 
Verse 21, this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not uh, rich toward God. Well, so God held this person responsible for the choices that he made. Right. So what is the soul? It is the choosing volitional self that makes choices and is responsible for those choices. Okay. Okay. Now, in James chapter 2... Isn't it about verse 26 or something, 24, 26? Let's see. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. 26. James 2, 26. Mm -hmm. So the spirit, the choosing volitional self, inhabits the body until death, but then the spirit leaves the body. At death, that's what death is when yeah. the spirit leaves the body. Um, Ecclesiastes twelve seven that we looked up a moment ago. Okay, uh, the body returns to the dust, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Yep. Okay. So the immortal part of man, the spirit, leaves and hmm. returns to God. Okay. So. We have uh, occasions in the New Testament where <clears throat> we have the account of people who died and, you know, their spirit went to the realm of the dead, like the rich man in Lazarus in Luke sixteen mm-hmm. nineteen FF. Yep. Uh, we also have, um, you know, um, the account in Revelation 6. Let's turn over and... Okay. Look at that one. That one's quite interesting in this discussion. You can start with verse 9 there and read a little bit in your Bible. Chapter 6, verse 9. Is that yep. what it was? Yep. All right. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and brothers should be complete who were killed as they themselves had been. All right, so so <clears throat> didn't you already read the part about the white robe and all that mm-hmm. stuff? Yep. All right, so you'll notice that in verse 9, these are the souls, not bodies, but souls of mm-hmm. the people that had been slain. And they are in heaven... Yeah. Under the altar. And they're conversing with God. So the intellectual, hmm. communicative part of them is still alive, though their bodies are not in heaven. Their souls are. Hmm. But um, if that's a disembodied soul we're talking about. The little white um, spirit. Float. Well, we don't know if it what, what so, translucency and color and everything. Yeah. It was just a soul. But people have tried to illustrate it because this... This is kind of a weird concept. I can't help it. I know it's a it's a it's not a physical thing that we're used to seeing or understanding. A soul. Yeah, and so people try to illustrate that. By the but. way, the King James says ghost. Okay. And if you look at the part in um well in the crucifixion accounts, but let's look at John's crucifixion account. Okay. John 19. And let's go down here to verse, let's see here, verse 30. Read that for us. 30? 
When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. King James says he gave up the ghost. ghost. I've heard that phrase. So so biblically, scripturally, a ghost... (laughs) Listen to me now. I've listened. A ghost is the spirit that remains when a person dies. Okay. Right. So so people that don't, you know, that you have uh, the idea of, uh, you know, materialistic philosophy where they don't believe in anything spiritual. Uh-huh. By the way, uh, evolutionists, materialists who believe in matter, and that's the only thing they believe is real, they do not believe that man has a soul because they do not believe that there is anything yeah. that exists apart from the material, and a soul is not material. It's, yeah, it's I think, spiritual. I think they would get into, when you're talking about the emotions and the intellect, that's all just chemicals and neurons. Right, and there the really is no individual volition. Hmm. Uh, you are strictly a product of your environment. You are influenced by this, that, and the other and caused to do these things. You're just reacting to stimuli. You don't make any of your own choices. Of course, there's there's whole educational, Skinnerian uh, educational uh, theory that's based on that. Oh, yeah. 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 But the Bible teaches that we do have a self that has volition and can choose for yeah. itself, and therefore we are responsible for our choices, and therefore we have an eternal soul. So back to these ghosts. <laughs> A ghost is my spirit that's within me, and when I give it up, like in Revelation yeah. 9, you were reading, mm-hmm. my ghost or my soul or my spirit still exists until, and it always will exist, mm-hmm. but if you go to 1 Corinthians 15, okay. 1 Corinthians 15, And you look at starting at about verse 35 or so. Okay. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? You foolish person. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps of wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body that he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. All right. So now think about this. When we die, our soul leaves our body, mm-hmm. our spirit leaves our body, and like in Revelation 9, we exist as a disembodied spirit or soul or ghost, if you want it that way. But we're still an individual. Okay. Then in the resurrection of the dead, our mm-hmm. spirit mm-hmm. is given a new body to live in. And so when we're at the resurrection, we're not just a spirit anymore. We're a spirit in a new body. Yeah. So there's, there's, if you go to um, 1, no, 2 Core, chapter 5. Okay. 2 Core 5, that's 2 Corinthians, chapter 5. Yep. Verse 1. For we know that if the tent, which is our earthly home, is destroyed. That's our physical body. That's our physical body. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. 
For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. But if indeed by putting it on we may, or if indeed by putting it on we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that this mortal may be swallowed up by life. All right. In other words, just like we wear a suit of clothes, like. I've changed my clothes, and you've changed your clothes, but we've got clothes on, and inside of our clothes is us. Mm -hmm. Well, our body, whether now or later, is just a tent. It's just the clothes that we have on, and our soul resides in our body. Now, for a while, if we die before Jesus comes in the resurrection, we will live without a body as a soul. But in the resurrection, our soul will receive a new body. And you'll notice there in verse 38, it says, To each seed, to each person that dies, he'll give a body of its own. Back in the first Corinthians passage. Yeah, you will receive a new Jed Lovejoy body, not a Dan Owen body. You'll Mm -hmm. receive a Jed Lovejoy. There's a direct relationship between your body that is planted in the ground and your body that someday raises up from the dead. Hmm. You will still be you and your new body will still be your body. Nobody else's. Yeah. See? It doesn't necessarily mean that I will be five foot ten and a half with brown hair and a beard. Well, hopefully you'll be with a beard. But anyway... (laughs) But it doesn't necessarily mean it'll look exactly like, no. but it will be It will be me. you. That's it. That's the point. Our individuality, mm-hmm. our uniqueness is found in our soul, yeah. see? And he will still be him, and I will still be me, and you out there will still be you. Hmm. But the essence of you is your soul. I can tell you that as I've grown older... I'm kind of old. But as I've grown older, I still feel like me inside. I'm still me. Yeah. I feel just the same me as I was back then. I'm hopefully a little wiser and everything, but I, I'm still me. Yeah. And older people don't feel any less themselves unless they lose their minds than, than what they were when they were your age or younger. Yeah. See? So we are ourselves. What does that mean? We are our own will. We have our own intellect that tries to persuade our will, and we have our own emotions that Mm. try to persuade our will, and our own experiences, you know, we have that as our own. Yeah. And so the soul is the self, is the person, is the eternal, immortal part of a man Hmm. or a woman. And based on these, that'll be the part that lingers after the physical death and will be reunited with something new that God gives us, creates for us after the resurrection. That's right. And I forgot to bring up, I think I was going to, in 1 Samuel 28. 1 Samuel 28. That's when Saul, against God's will, goes to the medium uh-huh. at Endor. Yeah. And he partakes in the ancient black art of necromancy, the yes. bringing up of the departed souls. Mm. And he breaks God's law, but he conjures up the disembodied soul of dead Samuel. And Samuel says, 
What are you bugging me for? I'm not going to tell you anything <laughs> different than I told you in life. You need to do God's will. God's going to punish you, you know. <clears throat> but Samuel still existed in the nether world yeah. as a soul. And that's another example of a soul, a spirit, yeah. that is there now. Um, I was going to say, I thought you were going to go, now that's a subject for another video. It, well, I'm it going, is. <laughs> it, it's, it's wrong to do what Saul did. Yeah. But it still illustrates, as does Revelation 9 and other places, that the soul lives on after the body. Mm -hmm. And Samuel did. The people in Revelation 6, verse 9 did. And, um, you know, we give up our soul when we die, as the body without the spirit is dead. Yeah. But the soul lives on. Hmm. The Very, soul is me. I'm not my body. I'm my yeah. soul. Very interesting. Again, these are just, I mean, I, I always think of pop culture references and Dan shakes his head at me and everything, but I've just always got in my head all the different ways that they illustrate the soul. And I'm a soul man. The fun thing is we, <laughs> we may have to have this conversation again to like dissect a movie in the near future because Pixar is doing a movie called The Soul. Or really? Called soul. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Supposed to come out in uh, like a year and a half, two years, something like that. I forget. Well, and it may be very interesting. The, what was the one with the little uh, Latino kid that Coco? Coco, yes. And it certainly that movie certainly believed in in uh, the dead and mm -hmm. the oh, yeah. the continual existence of the dead, though it came at it from a pagan perspective. Yeah, but, but that was a very interesting take, by the way. How they thought about they lived on through memory. Like, you only lasted as long as memory. Oh, yeah, but, that was, but that's got nothing to do with it. We yeah. literally live on. Yeah. Whether anybody remembers us or not. Again, as this, a soul. this afterlife thing, it's fascinating. Yep. And people have been thinking about it for a long time. But you need to... The real, the real thing here is, you know, if, if we only exist until the grave, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 19, Paul says, If mm. we only hope in Christ in this life, yeah. we are of all men most to be pitied. But we believe in the soul. We believe in immortality. We believe mm. that we will be held responsible for the choices we make in life. So we live for something beyond this life. Mm -hmm. That's why this question is so relevant and so important. It's not because of just theoretical stuff that doesn't make any difference. Yeah. It's going to totally affect the way we live now. Very that, true. That we have a soul. All right. Well, hopefully that answers the question, guides you through some passages literally front to back about the soul of man. Uh, but if there's any follow-ups, which I'm sure there will be, like I say, lots of different thoughts and ideas on this one. Uh, but any specific scriptures you want us to follow up on, let us know. We'd be glad to walk through those. Thanks again, Dan. Y'all have a good week. Bye. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.